Welcome to the sermon podcast of Northridge Presbyterian Church in Dallas, Texas. I'm Betsy Sweetenberg, the pastor here, and I hope that in this podcast, you see what we seek to do week after week, approaching the stories of our faith with a holy curiosity, not shutting the book because the stories are hard or there are truths we'd rather ignore. Instead, approaching scripture, trusting that God will meet us there, full of grace and truth, teaching us something new about how we are to live in this world God so loves. Let us pray. O God, by your spirit, tell us what we need to hear and show us what we ought to do to respond to your call. Amen. Our scripture today is is Romans chapter 12, verses nine through 18. Let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good, Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Preserve in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. That's a scripture so often heard at weddings, but it is really a scripture for all of us. It's a scripture about how to be in relationship with one another, and those are the words that uh, guided our youth throughout their summers. They reflected on these words as they traveled together and encountered new people on their trips this summer in Fort Worth and in Montreat, North Carolina, and you're going to hear reflections from a few of the youth who attended those trips. Our youth trips this summer were two very, very different trips. One was a mission trip and one was a youth conference. Fort Worth was where our youth traveled for their annual week-long mission trip. And over the years, our youth have been all over the map doing work domestically and internationally. And in years past, These trips have come with usually a pretty well-defined goal, build a structure, repair a home, you name it. At the end of the day, in years past, there's been a visible marker of progress where groups could see how much work they'd completed and how much work was left to do before they returned home. But their trip this year was a little bit different. Not only was it the most local of any trip that they have taken, but it was also a trip and uh, it was a, an experience without a single task. So it was a little bit harder to grasp. Instead of showing up with one very specific piece of work in front of them, this group worked with an organization called Connect Ministries. It's an organization that resettles refugees and they train people on how to resettle refugees And so our group of youth went to Fort Worth and they did a mix of hands-on work, educational work, 
They did a lot of learning so that they could bring back new ideas for us that will enhance our refugee ministry here, Northridge Without Borders. And in many ways, this trip was so much harder than any other mission trip that they've done because progress isn't immediately visible when you don't have one concrete task ahead of you. So they did things like connect families to social services, provide supplies and groceries, arrange for community gatherings. They did a lot that helped people find dignity in a world that is completely unfamiliar. And well, dignity is a little bit harder to measure than shingles on a roof or bricks to the side of a house. And so it was a little unsettling, but in the best ways. And you're going to hear about that and about some of their reflections for us about how we might be transformed by what they learned in their week in Fort Worth. Just a few weeks ago, a group went to Montreat, North Carolina. That is a Presbyterian conference center that is in western North Carolina. And all summer, they host conferences, most of them for high schoolers. It's been a really long time since Northridge has taken a group to one of these conferences. But we did have a small group of youth this year who joined a group of over 800 youth from across the country. Every day, over the course of this week, our youth worshipped, they heard a keynote, they had time with small groups, they had recreation and time for fellowship. The youth were invited to think really deeply about their faith and ask hard questions about what it means to live out their faith in their day-to-day lives. And as one of the chaperones for this trip, I will be the first to say that they challenged me and they inspired me with their thoughtful questions and with their desire for their faith to be more than a thought experiment. So when you hear Allie and Anna and Caden offer their reflections, You'll know why Emily and I are never short on gratitude or pride when it comes to the youth of this community. Talk to any of our youth, and I trust that you too will be inspired by what they have to say. You will quickly see how thoughtful and committed and faithful they are, and I think that they have a word that can challenge all of us to live out our faith more deeply and more authentically. And so I invite you to open your hearts to be challenged by what they have to say to us this day. So let us hear now what the Spirit is saying to her church from those who have something holy and something of God to share with us. Hi, Northridge. My name is Allie Bernard. I'm a junior at Booker T. Washington High School And this past summer, I got the opportunity to go on our youth mission trip as well as Montreat, a youth conference in North Carolina. Both of these trips were incredibly meaningful for me, but my favorite memory was the people in my small group at Montreat. Romans 12, 15 says, Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. And that is exactly what we did. Over the week, we shared things that we struggled with, things that worried us, things we were excited for, and it was all met with compassion from those around us. I remember one afternoon, some friends and I hiked up to a lake, and with a beautiful view and amazing weather, we sat and talked and laughed and cried, knowing that we were in the company of people who truly cared about us. 
We talked about our futures, parents, friends, insecurities, what it means to be a Christian, and our doubts and struggles with faith. I still keep in touch with these people and can't wait to see them again next summer. They showed me what it means to live as a child of God, to be thoughtful and caring. As I moved forward into the stress of school, work, and life, remembering those conversations reminds me of what kind of person I want to be. They inspire me to think and really listen and act with love in whatever I'm doing. Montreat made a big difference in my life and I can't wait to go back. Thank you. Hi, my name is Anna Nicholson, and I'm a sophomore at Woodrow Wilson High School. This was my second ever mission trip, and although I was hesitant about the location, it ended up being my favorite so far. The very first night we were there, Colin found some blue rubber gloves in the kitchen that we would fill up with water, draw faces on, and then play with and toss around. They ended up becoming a problem because they were actually very breakable, so we had them taken away pretty quickly. That's one of my favorite memories, along with playing with the wheelchair we found and learning to do tricks with it, or working in the church's community garden one morning. I think we all learn to be more considerate of other people's situations and what they might be going through and how to be empathetic instead of sympathetic because sometimes in that moment, it's all you can do to help. I would say there were multiple people I saw who embodied the scripture. People like my older sister, Ellie, who had been going on mission trip for years, but still jumped in with a positive attitude and willingness to help for her last mission trip, as well as people going for the first time. I think we had two to three first timers and they were just as helpful as everyone else and very ready to learn. After this trip, I've been inspired to help out more in our community through things like going to or trying to have Northridge host more IRC events. And after this trip, I would challenge Northridge members to donate to a food pantry, pantry that services refugees or volunteer or just attend a Northridge Without Borders event. I think you will all find it inspiring just to talk to a refugee and get an insight on what their life is like. Thank you all for your support and prayers. Good morning. <clears throat> My name is Caden Gill and I'm a senior at Lake Highlands High School. Um, this summer I went on the mission trip as well as a trip to Montreat, so I figured I'd take this opportunity to tell y'all a little bit about my experiences. Uh, quite honestly, it's hard to choose one, but I'd say my favorite memory from the mission trip in Fort Worth was the day that we worked in the garden at the church that we were staying at. I was part of the mulch group where we filled wheelbarrows full of mulch and moved it into the garden to layer on top of the bedding. We put in a lot of hard work, so it was very rewarding and satisfying to see the end result of the garden looking a lot better than when we started. But moving on, I'd like to talk about something I learned this summer while on the trip to, Mon on the trip to Montreat in North Carolina. Now, of course, I learned a lot on both of these trips, but something that really stuck with me was from a woman named Pam who gave the sermons during morning worship every day. She showed a square on the big screen at the front of the church that was filled with smaller squares. At first glance, you saw 16 total squares, but the more you looked, the more squares you saw. I think I counted 35 total squares after care careful examination. 
She then explained how everybody has 16 squares that are immediately visible to the human eye. We as people tend to make assumptions about these 16 squares. Whether they are good or bad, we still make them. But if you actually take the initiative to get to know the person, you will begin to see more and more squares. Maybe you'll even find that the assumptions you made about them due to their 16 squares were wrong. I think this is a super important thing to not only remember, but also practice in our everyday lives. Not everybody will look like you, or act like you, or talk like you. So don't immediately write them off just because their 16 squares aren't exactly like yours. We need more caring and compassionate people, which is why I challenge everyone here at Northridge to remember to love other people's 16 squares like you love your own. Whether it's a stranger, a classmate, a coworker, or a friend, remember that we are all children of God, deserving of his love, no matter what our 16 squares look like. Go out into God's world in peace. Have courage. Hold on to what is good. Return to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the suffering. Honor all persons. Love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. And as you go, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the power of the Spirit bless you and keep you this day and always, always. Amen.